Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults, with 0-60 to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Ringer Gambling. East Coast Buys Boys are back. You know, House Raheem... Yesterday when we did the NBA over-unders, I was like, oh, I'll see you guys in a couple of days, couple of weeks. I have like 10 zillion things going on when it comes to the schedule. House, I know you're in the Bahamas or uh, wherever you are. I don't even know what island you're at right now. Raheem, I know you got a zillion things going on too, but did you guys actually know we were doing this tomorrow and you guys were messing with me? Nah, nah, I knew. I was like, I mean, I'm pumped for this. <laughs> I'm pumped for this. <laughs> this is why when we got together for uh, the hoops, I was talking about how excited I am about this time of year because you can actually clear your head a little bit. You don't have the nonsense of the daily drain from um, sports game, sports uh, situations that you got to get some action on. You turn your brain off. I mean, there's baseball, but I'm not gambling on, on you know, midseason baseball games. Um but we have this opportunity to do a little bit of research and get our head around how these upcoming seasons are going to go down. No, and I'm fired up for it for sure. But when you have like 10 zillion things on your schedule, all of a sudden a certain podcast may slip your mind. And I thought maybe we were doing the NFC West next week and we were going to dive into Kyle Murray and, and Trey Lance and the awful Seattle Seahawks. But here we are. We're doing it today. 
And it's time to unveil some NFC West totals and thoughts. And away we go. So, boys, I'm fired up to do this. Raheem, I'm going to start with you. The Rams, they win the Super Bowl last year. I had them from the beginning of the year. They were a team that was very good to me. But I just can't overlook Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl hangover. Veteran team, they get to the top of the mountain. Are you a firm believer in that sort of Super Bowl hangover effect? Or am I just way too crazy here on this Friday morning? I think a part of you was crazy, but then a part of you was right. I mean, when you look at this team, look, this is a Rams team that doesn't have a lot of depth. They build their team like a fantasy football team. It's stars and scrub. But then when you look at this team, look, you got Andrew Whitworth, Hall of Fame left tackle. He retires. You got right guard, Austin Corbin. He leaves in free agency to the Panthers. Now you got a guy like Joe Nobloom. He's performed well in limited action, but in a small sample size. Is that going to continue over? He's, is he, is he going to make up for Andrew Whitworth's loss? Because, I mean, this guy was a Hall of Fame guy. And you look at the Rams. They played a third toughest schedule. The Bills, the Falcons, the Cars, the 49ers, the Cowboys to start the year. That can, I mean, they could they could really struggle to start this year off. Uh, I mean, last year, the Rams went 4-2 and in one-score games. Matthew Stafford, he threw 17 interceptions last year. And even though they were explosive, they were he was better than Jared Goff. I mean, Matthew Stafford was up and down up until the playoffs where they dominated towards the end of the season. And they, and they had to win like five straight games. And honestly, they probably shouldn't have beat the 49ers. So I think at some point this Stars and Scrubs approach is going to catch up to them. But I'm not sure it's going to be this year. I mean, you got the Seattle Seahawks who, I mean, we know they're going to be terrible without Russell w- Wilson. I mean, you you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they can have the most variance out of any team in the in the league based on how Trey Lance plays. And then you got the, the Cardinals with who, who Cliff Kingsburg. So they might win this division by default. So the interesting thing, J.J., that leaps out at me from what Raheem said, and I share his view on this, um, is the injury risk. It's injury variance. The Rams have been very fortunate in terms of injuries to their key players over the course of, of McVay's run, really. And they, they um, to Raheem's uh, observation, just don't have much depth. They were able to overcome the Robert Woods injury last season with uh, OBJ, and they were able to overcome the injury to OBJ over the course of the Super Bowl through a slight, you know, uh, change in, in, in approach, you know, third quarter into the fourth quarter. They really won the fourth, the, 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 the Super Bowl because of, the, of, of their uh, ability to recover from that. So they have a demonstrated resilience and ability to, to, to adapt to missing personnel, but they have, you know, s- such uh, uh, top-level players at the most crucial positions. If Jalen Ramsey goes out for any extent, extended period of time, it's a humongous deal. If Aaron Donald goes out for any extended period of time, it's a humongous deal. The same for Cooper Cup, right? So injury variance to me is is the one mo- uh, prominent risk as it relates to the Rams. They're a top-heavy team. Now they got a massive upgrade at quarterback last year. Goff is a total stiff. Stafford could actually go and win them some games. 
That made a world of difference. He finally realized in that Super Bowl when Beckham goes out, hey, I got to get the ball to Cooper Cup. Let's do everything in our power to get the ball to Cooper Cup. He made some big plays. They end up winning a Super Bowl. So here are the odds right now. Rams are plus 125 to win the division. San Fran's plus 200. Arizona's plus 300. Seattle, a long shot. They're finished. They got no shot. They're at 15 to 1. Uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. But the Niners, as you hit on, Raheem, are the most boomer bust team within this division because they have a well-rounded roster that could go and be super dangerous. And if Trey Lance is the dude, I don't think it's crazy to say they could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, look at the NFC. It's not as good as the AFC. There's an opportunity, I think, for a team to go and break through. No fun betting on the Bucs, trying to find a team with value. House, we fought about this over text because you basically want to discount the Niners every which way. I know you're not a believer. I am a believer. I love Shanahan. I love their offensive line. I love their defense. I love their running game. Debo, who is playing for a contract. Kittle, who's an absolute beast. Talk me out of Niners everything. Division, win total, futures, NFC, Super Bowl. Talk me out of it. JJ, I'm not going to do it. You, you hit the nail <laughs> on the head. The, the, the variance with the Niners is twofold. First of all, it is Trey Lance. And super high ceiling, super low floor. The thing that Kyle Shanahan has been champing at the bit to get at is a mobile quarterback because he wants to... Uh, show some defenses, uh, a variety of, of different looks, and he wants to get out of this situation where he's playing 11 on 10 with a, with a quarterback that the defense knows is not going to run in the form of Jimmy Garoppolo. They, the ability of, of uh, Trey Lance to, to get out of the backfield and pose a threat down the field with his legs opens up for a Kyle Shanahan offense all kinds of opportunities down the field. Jimmy G couldn't throw the ball 20 yards down the field. Now, all of a sudden, Kyle's got a guy that he he, he um, can use in the way that he wants. We just don't have any idea whether or not Trey Lance is that dude. We don't. The sample size is too small. The teams that he played against weren't good enough to really give us a good flavor uh, last year for, for who he truly is. But here's the thing. And I, I, I went on Simmons' podcast last week and just shared – my skepticism around San Francisco because of this variance with Trey Lance and also because Debo is such an important guy to this team. And the way that they used him last season, I don't think is really replicable. It puts the him at too much risk for injury. It puts the team at too much risk. You can't. They really can't afford to lose Debo for any extended period of time because Trey Lance's success really depends on, on, on Debo. You can already factor in Kittle missing time. You factor Kittle in every year, right, JJ? Absolutely. One thing, though, with Debo, I don't think, Raheem, they have to use Debo Samuel the same way they did last year, basically running him into the line of scrimmage, almost in many ways playing him like he's a running back because now they have a quarterback who can run. They didn't have that last year in Garoppolo. And a guy who could get the ball down the field. And I'm not saying that they're not going to have those exotic looks for Debo from time to time. That Shanahan's not going to draw him up when he sees fit. They don't need to use Debo Samuel as the same battering ram that he was last year. I don't think they have to do that. 
I mean, I think a, a big part of Debo wanting to get traded is because he felt like they were ruining his future value by using him as a running back. Now, I want to go back to something you said, because you said the 49ers had a good offensive line. I think that's a major issue this year, actually. When you look at this 49ers interior offensive line, first things first, Lake and Tom- Tomlinson, he signed for big money with the Jets. So th- they really have no real starter on the interior. And then when you look at the fact that Alex Mack retired, this offensive line is really just Trent Williams. So they can have some real problems on that offensive line. Now, I do agree with you. I mean, obviously, they let Raheem Mostert walk. And they're going to be able to run the ball, obviously. I mean, that's, I mean, that inside. They're running back. They know how to run it. See, that's the thing with them. They They churn out linemen and they churn out running backs like there's no tomorrow. Mack is tremendous. Tomlinson's tremendous, but that's been the MO of the Kyle Shanahan era, right? Raheem, yeah. they just churn linemen and running it's, backs it's out like inside, it's no tomorrow. It's that inside run, run zone scheme, which it just it leaves wide open openings. And then obviously you got a guy like Trey Lance, who I mean, he could run, he could pass, he can get the ball down the field. So the openings are gonna be there. But I'm just I don't know. I like the variance between this team is crazy. Like you could probably take Trey Lance to win MVP at plus four forty thousand. Like, what is it, 4,000? <laughs> or, or you could take the, take them to win a Super Bowl, or you could take them to miss the playoffs out, outright at plus 160. That's how variable this team is. So the one thing that kind of caught my attention and, and had me pause a little bit in terms of my skepticism with San Francisco is that inside of that division, they have the easiest schedule. And they play a bunch of teams early in, in, in the uh, year that are going to be conducive to letting um, Shanahan and Trey Lance get their legs under them a little bit. They start the season with Chicago, Seattle. They're home against uh, – no, they're on the road to, at Denver. They're uh, home – They host the Rams, who they always yeah. play well against. And then they got, the Panthers and, they got the Panthers and the Falcons. They can legitimately be 4-2 and two going That's into it. Kansas City in Week 7. But there I want to push back. I want to push back on that a little bit because let me hear it. When you look at their schedule, they're going to play the Cardinals late, which is bad because yeah. obviously we know that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first well, six games. Well, wait, See, wait. I don't know if it's bad, Raheem, yeah. and I'll tell you why I don't think it's bad. Kyler Murray gets his ass whooped, and Kyler Murray always seems to be a different quarterback at the beginning of the year as opposed to the end of the year, because he's such a small dude. And his yeah. body, you've seen it now over the last like two or three years, does not hold up in December and January. The other that part of true. that, and 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 I know you guys already know this, is Kingsbury. Everybody figures oh, out Cliff terrible. Kingsbury yeah. through he the first eight games terrible. of the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he is. He's back. <laughs> I love JJ giving it the New York flavor. <laughs> I like that. Because <laughs> well, you know, I'm, t- I'm going to tell you why. Terrible. Because he has cost me money. I'm sitting there Christmas Day last year betting on that stupid team. He's the Grinch that stole Christmas from me. He and the place kicker. I remember that. It's amazing. You remember the losses sometimes better than you remember the wins. And I remember betting on that knucklehead coach team. And I'm like, never again. Thankfully, we hammered everything uh, on the Rams when they played them in the first round of the playoffs. I was like, this is the gift of all gifts. Betting against Cliff Kingsbury in a playoff game, where do I sign? Um, but I'm glad with, that's a good transition into the Arizona Cardinals. I oh, yeah. look at them and I am so confused because 
They have an electrifying quarterback when he's right. They have pieces on defense that are really good. But now you take away a Chandler Jones. He's in Vegas. That's a big loss on that defensive line. But they are a team, Raheem, that has consistently faded. They're not well coached. The quarterback just got paid. How does he hold up over 17 games? But yet, if you look at their odds to win a division, I think at plus 300, is Vegas telling you, Raheem, they have a legit shot to win this thing? Because that's the way I kind of read that line. See, I read a little different. I mean, when you look at their win total, their win total, what is it, eight and a half? It's eight almost and a half. two. Yeah, it's it's two games lower than it was last year. So that's telling you that they were not- ten and a wow. The Cardinals were ten and a half last year from a win total perspective. Forgot about that. Yeah, so it's just like I, to me, the win total is telling you that they're not going to be the same team. And obviously, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. You saw Hollywood Brown, but when you look at the splits with Hopkins and without Hopkins, I mean, it was pretty bad. I mean, with Hopkins on the field last year, Arizona was first in yards per attempt, eight point eight yards. Third best EPA per play at 0.21. Without them, they were 16th in yards per attempt at 7 and 24th in EPA per play. And it's just like, look, we talk about the struggles of Cliff Kingsburg. I mean, like, the first eight games of the season, he's he's been dominant. I mean, like, I mean, they're fi- he's fi- the Cardinals are 15-5-1 in games 1-7. through seven. Not wow. through the rest Don't of the year. Don't fade him in September and October, folks. No. That's a great nugget from Mahim. Don't fade him in September and October. And, but, I mean, right now, he doesn't have Hopkins for those first six games. So, it's just like, honestly, I think he could be a coach who's going to get fired this year. I, I truly do. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. Featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. That that is a fun um, bet that we'll have to talk about as the season approaches begin and some props. Whether who's the first coach to get fired from this division, whether it's Pete Carroll or Cliff Kingsbury. Now Kingsbury, they just extended them, so it seems like he's got more leash. They extended him and, and the GM, both of whom have not exactly covered themselves in glory. I mean, the the funniest thing about the Kyler, Kyler Murray deal, all the details came out. Um, last night, he basically signed the Bradley Beal contract. He got $46 million a year. He ate up a ton of their uh, salary cap. He ate up a bunch of their flexibility, their ability to go do stuff um, out in the market and, and you know, um, their flexibility to to replace, you know, key guys out there. And uh, I, I just, the, the, the Cardinals, to me, are a franchise in flux because, even though they have their quarterback of the future, 
They don't have a quarterback and coach combo of the future. And even with all of the skill across the board, there is a, a we saw it in that, in that playoff game last year. There's something about the, the, the chemistry that's going, something inside that, that locker room that I can't put my, my, my finger on, but there has to be an explanation for why each of these seasons, and really it, it precedes uh, Kingsbury's tenure with the Cardinals. He had the exact same kind of phenomena occurring in college, where as teams, he, the teams that they, they faced later in the season tend to have success against Cliff Kingsbury. So is, is he going to be a, a horse with new tricks up his sleeve for the second half of the season? Maybe the fact that they've flipped uh, their offensive efficiency with um, uh, Hopkins playing the latter half of the season instead of the first half of the season will have an impact. But there certainly isn't anything here that makes me want to go over on the Cardinals or bet them to win the division. So I'm looking at the schedule. The first five games for Arizona are very tricky. They host the Chiefs. They're at Vegas. They host the Rams. They're at Carolina. They're hosting Philadelphia. That, Raheem, is not, to me, that is not an easy start to the season. That's absolutely brutal. Like I, I just, and you got to do it without Hopkins, which is, I mean, really, really bad. Um, I, I think, House really pointed out something about Kingsbury, and I, I think you can go into it a little bit more. I think one of the reasons why this Cardinals offense really hasn't been as strong is because they're very predictable. They're a team who likes to employ static formations. Um, they had the second lowest pre-snap motion frequency in the league. So while this is a team that likes to play with pace, when you don't have that pre-snap motion, it allows you to be more predictable, and teams know what's coming. So I think that's why you see this team fall off in the second half of the year. But I think the thing that concerns me about this Cardinals team is that this is a team that had a dominant defense. And obviously you lose Chandler Jones, but they have one of the worst cornerback and crews in the league. So if you can't get the pass rush with, with no Chandler Jones and you don't have good cornerbacks, I mean, this is a team that could find themselves in shootouts and they're going to have to score. So Kingsbury is going to have to find a way for this offense to remain efficient or the Rails could go off this this season really quick. Seattle. Let's get to the Seahawks. There's not much to say about them. They trade away <laughs> Russell Wilson. They're going to be absolutely brutal on offense. I have this team circled as potentially a bottom five team within the NFL. And it's weird in this division house because the last couple of years, it's been this sort of division where you can kind of make a case for every team, one way or another, maybe to go and win it, thinking that a lot of these games are going to be evenly matched. I think this year, in many ways, the team that does the best job of beating up on the Seahawks, that might be the, the difference there between winning it and being a wild card, winning it, not making the playoffs. This Seattle team has stinker written all over. You have any hope for Seattle being a competitive team this year? Absolutely none whatsoever. But your, your point is a good one. The NFC West has a tough schedule this season. They they catch the AFC West and they catch the NFC South in terms of the the other conferences that they're going to play. Now, the NFC South uh, only has one true standout in the form of Tampa, but there's a lot of buzz around New Orleans on, on the potential. New Orleans and Carolina could be spunky. Could yeah, be. could be yeah, spunky. Could be. That's ex exactly right. But the AFC West, uh, as you guys know, because you already covered the absolute murderer's row, and 
the 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 thing for the inside the division teams. It's very funny that San Francisco. Uh, every one of the in-division teams need to beat Seattle twice, right? You can't afford, if you intend to win the, the NFC West, you can't afford to lose to Seattle e- even once. For whatever reason, Pete Carroll has absolutely owned Kyle Shanahan. In the, in the, in the three years that Shanahan's been the head coach of the San Francisco 49, he's he's one in five against the Seahawks. Six and oh against the Rams, though, Shanahan. Shanahan owns McVay. Pete Carroll owns Shanahan. But I, your point is, 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 is crucial. Every one of these teams, if they have true ambition, either of, of you know, making the playoffs in the first place, but, but you know, outright winning the division, have to beat Seattle both times. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great point. I, 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 mean, look, I mean, when you look at the 49ers, like, they've, they've, they've struggled against Russell Wilson. So if they could pick up two of those wins, that puts them on the track to where they could possibly win this division. And I mean, it really depends on Trey Lance, but I mean, we know the Seattle team is going to be horrible. Obviously they lose Russell Wilson, but they also lose Bobby Wagner. I mean, and you're going into the season with <laughs> Drew Lott and, and Geno Smith. I mean, they might as well uh, be tanking. Uh, <laughs> and that win total guys is five and a half. Explain this to me, Raheem. How is the overjuiced at five and a half? It's minus one thirty. Why is it? That makes no sense. Um, I, I imagine they must have took took some under at minus six. Did they open up at six? Because that's the only thing that makes sense. If they opened up at six and then pushed it down and then juiced it up. Uh, I guess. I yeah. I mean, listen. I don't know how Seattle's down to six wins with that roster. I I, I know it's the NFL. And I know teams can walk into a couple of wins and you could give me the narrative of Shanahan against Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll's going to have the team playing hard. I don't think I that's mean, a I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think, Pete Carroll, I, I think the game has passed Pete Carroll by. I think Pete Carroll has become almost like Jeff, Jeff Fisher-like in that he's, he's, he's forcing the ball. Like he wants to run the ball so much. And the way to remain efficient in today's NFL is to pass the ball. So... I think this team is really going to be really, really bad. I think you can safely play the under. I mean, obviously, it is the NFL, and this is a Seattle team which did underperform their Pythagorean expectation last year. They were competitive without Russell Wilson last year. I mean, they had some games. You look at the Pittsburgh game. They could have won that game. It was some games they could have won. So I like the under, but I can see where, you know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. I get that. All right, so let's get to here in the NFC West. Favorite bets, whether it's a future for the season, whether it's a win total, whatever the case may be. And I'll start it up. I'm in on the Niners, guys. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm going to play them to win the division at plus 200. I'm going to play their win total at nine and a half. I think the Niners are a playoff team. I think the Niners get to 10 plus wins. I think you will see development and a leap from Trey Lance. And in Kyle Shanahan, we trust. Boys, Niners. That's the way I'm leaning. That's the way I'm going. How's this division? What are we thinking? So I don't want to mess with um, their total because the over is crazy juice. It's minus 145. You know, the the everybody watched them get to the NFC uh, Conference Finals. They've been to the NFC Conference Finals twice in the last three years. No team has experienced worse injury luck over the last handful of years than, than San Francisco. So even slight regression on them being a healthier team over the course of the season Councils in favor. I'm not willing to invest, though, in 10 wins at, at minus 145. I would prefer to just play 
the value on the plus 200 for them to win the division. That feels like a, a, a better opportunity. And, and especially what that implies for me is fading um, the Rams' injury luck, really, that some one of the crucial guys on the Rams gets hurt. Uh, but I am betting the Rams over 10.5 at minus 110. So that, that's the way I'm going to play this conference. Raheem? I think I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to go simple. I'm going to go Arizona Cardinals to miss the playoffs. No minus 144. I, I think this I division, like that bet. That's a good yeah, bet. This division is really tough for me just because I think the variance with San Francisco, I mean, it's boom or bust. I mean, it's either you're taking Trey Lance to win MVP plus um, 4,000, the, the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, win a division, or, I mean, you could take some alternate win totals on their on their unders because, I mean, I think when you look at Trey Lance last year, I mean, he had the good game against the Houston Texans, but he looked completely lost at other times. And I think, I mean, when you look at this, when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo, he got a, he gets a bad rap. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the Niners were 31 and 14, including the playoffs, they're 35 and 16. So I think, you know, Trey Lance is going to come in and take his lumps. So I want to stay away from that. Obviously, you got the Rams, who are basically the anti-49ers house hit on it. I mean, they're one of the help, healthiest teams in the league, while the 49ers can't stay healthy. So I want to stay away from those. I think the Cardinals, to miss the playoffs, that's the one, minus 144. Yeah, and I'm sprinkling a little 16-1 action on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. I don't hate your logic with Lance for MVP because you're getting a juicy, juicy number. I think he's improved. I don't think he's going to be that improved. You know what I mean, yeah. Raheem? There are too yeah. many big-time quarterbacks now where I feel like they're in the waiting room to go and get their MVP, yeah. whether that's Josh Allen, whether that's Justin Herbert, whether yeah. that's Lamar Jack. Like, I, I almost feel like they're going to make Trey Lance wait his turn unless he morphs into Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but I think that's how much, that's how boomer bust this team is. And that's how, I mean, that's that's within the realm of possibility for if this team's going to do well, it'll probably be because Trey Lance made that leap. And I just, I don't necessarily see it. Fellas, I am pot committed in the San Francisco 49ers. House, I told you, buddy. I told you, I actually Good expected luck. you to be, well, I thought you were going to be fighting me a lot more on it. So I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, well, you don't love it, but you're not like, Totally spitting on it, I guess, is my point. Well, the reason is because of of that the uh, schedule opportunity at the beginning of the season. If, if they get gone, you know how Shanahan protects quarterbacks. I mean, you, you know the the chicken and the egg conversation with Jimmy G is always how much of that can you credit Ch Kyle Shanahan with understanding exactly what he had in the form of Jimmy G and then crafting and scheming and you know in innovating. What we saw out of Debo last year. It was a was a one of one kind of player, a one of one kind of scheme. And that is all credit to Kyle Shanahan in knowing who Debo was, knowing what he had. And so this is why you you can't get out over your skis in being too skeptical about Trey Lance. They did the right thing, in my opinion, of having Trey Lance in the incubator. Right. They didn't throw him right out. They let him learn. Uh, he spent the whole season, basically, except for when Jimmy G got hurt, um, on the sidelines, standing next to the quarterback's coach, and then and, and, uh, right there, very within uh, yelling distance uh, of Shanahan. And so that's why I've I've tempered my skepticism of the 49ers a little bit. But I still like the Rams to win the division. 
I still like the Rams at over 10 and a half. From a value proposition, though, I understand why San Francisco at plus 200 makes a little bit of sense. Before Fellas, we go, I got, a question. I got a question for you guys. Yes. We all, we all think Seattle's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. So we got, yes. some, we got some alternate win totals here at FanDuel. You got Seattle under four and a half wins at plus 190, under three and a half wins at plus 400. Are y'all biting? Four and a half, yes. Three and a half, no. I think I would prefer to bet that, Raheem, in the form of first coach to be fired. Because I think uh, Carol... Do you think they're going to fire Pete in the middle of the year? I can't see them doing that. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I, I don't can't. think they're going to fire I Pete. I can't see them doing that to Pete because you want a Super Bowl for them. House. You, you, you know, know what why? I mean? I, I, I don't think they're going to fire Pete just because you got to remember, Paul Allen died. And that's a very hands-off ownership group right now. And I think they approved the Russell Wilson trade. So they know this is going to be a bad year. So I think with the ownership switch, and I think they're going to eventually sell the team. I don't think Pete, I think Pete has 100% trust, like, right now from the ownership group, and I just don't see, I don't see him getting fired. This season. I'm shocked he didn't walk, guys. I got to be honest. I am shocked Pete Carroll is still coaching. Shocked. Well, it could happen during the season. I mean, that Seattle fan base has been very, uh, you know, lucky to have the run that they had with Russell Wilson, and they, they, they caught a, a Super Bowl. Um, I wonder what their patience is like because there was a lot of discontent last season, fellas. No they doubt had, I about mean, it. but the thing is, they had they had nine they had nine straight winning years. So yeah. it's just like I mean, it's other like than bound Mike, to happen. I mean, sooner or later, yeah, exactly. other than Mike Tomlin, you, you just don't you just don't you don't get that level of success. So I, I think it's he's true. he's 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 earned the right to have a couple of losing seasons. But you know, I mean, I, like I think the guy that we need to look at when we talk about the NFC South, Matt Rule. Is a yeah. guy who could, who, well, he, who could be a pot air. <laughs> he 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 leads the uh, the entire slate in first to be fired. So, uh, and I think it's better than three to one odds right now. That might be one to do, go ahead and jump into. I'm looking forward to that NFC South podcast. We're gonna have a bunch of these coming up. We got two more coming next week. I honestly don't know what's next on the schedule. I have it somewhere in the calendar. I don't even want to know what's next on the schedule. It's more of a surprise <laughs> that way. Raheem, House, enjoy the weekend. Fabulous job by Stefan. And fellas, we get to do this again next week. See, I'm going to remember this time. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks, boys. Have a good weekend. Y'all have we'll a be good back one. With, we'll be back with more breakdowns every which way from a Vegas perspective. Getting you ready for the start of the 2022 NFL season. Boys are out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com.
Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.